Yeah, thank you, uh, Florian, and good evening, and uh, thank you for coming uh, tonight. Um, yeah, it's my pleasure uh, to be here. Unfortunately, I have to go back uh, on Sunday already, so the four weeks uh, passed by uh, quite fast. And well, but I'm coming back in November actually, so <laughs> it's not so it's not so bad actually. Yeah, um, what I will do here within the next three quarter of an hour is I will. Uh, talk a bit about uh, uh, Japan as a potential lead market, and I will explain in a minute what I mean under or with uh, lead market for age-based innovations. And uh, we will look at a number of examples, and then uh, I will also uh, present a framework and, 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 and do what professors typically do. And then, but I also would welcome very much to discuss with you uh, uh, what I what I will present here, and I. I hope we will have a good discussion later on. Um, so, um, yeah, I will try uh, to not really answer, but I will try to touch at least uh, a couple of questions. Uh, first of all, um, how can companies turn uh, what I, I uh, call here the aging threat uh, into an opportunity to innovate? Uh, then is uh, Japan a lead market, not the lead market, but at least a lead market for age-based innovations, and uh, um, I will try to explain that a little bit more in detail uh, by using a couple of examples. And then how can uh, companies, Japanese companies, uh, benefit from, from this, uh, um, and uh, what are potential learnings here for companies? So I will also try to address a little bit the corporate world here. I'm not so sure uh, if we have representatives from companies here tonight. Uh, maybe I can see uh, arms here, one arm, one hand, so they are not, so you are a little bit underrepresented, I'm sorry for that, but but at least uh, um, this is what I'm interested in, so um, good. Yeah, um, so what's the uh, context here? Um, uh, we all know, and I mean, Florian has uh, already said that, that uh, the demographic change is uh, a global, but specifically uh, a Japanese uh, phenomena. Uh, and uh, yeah, populations in, in many countries, including Germany, are uh, more or less dramatically aging. Japan is certainly here at the forefront. Uh, and in parallel, uh, uh, populations are shrinking. So we have this double, this, this double effect, so to say. Um, this is uh, perceived as an economic challenge, uh, a threat, yeah. Um, but we, and by that I mean especially Florian and myself, we have tried for a couple of years to see uh, the opportunities in that. And by opportunities we mean that, for example, uh, we uh, probably have to, we, we probably will observe a major shift in consumer or customer needs and expectations, and that will consequently lead to uh, uh, opportunities for new products and services. Uh, what are uh, uh, what is labeled as silver business or silver products, and I'm not sure if you are aware of that of that term of, of that work that has been done. Uh, Florian and I did we uh, Florian and I we we produced two books. Uh, it's, it, it looks like the same book, but it's uh, really two different books with Springer publisher some time ago here, uh, where we tried to uh, cover uh, uh, these these aspects and these uh, um, um, issues here especially in looking into uh, new products and services 
which uh, will lead to growth and new business models, uh, firms and new competition here. And by that, we mean the positive aspect of that, that, that may come along with that here. Uh, so uh, this is not really uh, brand new uh, insights. Uh, already uh, uh, Peter Drucker in the 19, back in the 1980s said that uh, aging can turn out to be a major source for innovation here. But if we look at what's going on in practice and in, in industries and in markets, it's not really that much what's happening here with regard to dedicated products for older people here, yeah, with uh, e exceptions. And I will uh, show uh, uh, you a number of these ex exceptions. Um, so what are these products uh, that, that, that might be different here? Uh, 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 and there are these things in the market, of course. Uh, easy to use stuff for, for the household. Uh, then, of course, naturally, things like hearing devices support for people who are not only old but also handicapped with regard to their senses. Uh, cars, yeah. Uh, Volkswagen has a very uh, successful car, the uh, Golf Plus, in the market for a couple of years. That is very well perceived by uh, elderly because it has a lot of advantages that, that, that attract elderly people here. Um, then uh, uh, housing, sanitary equipment, if you think about bathrooms and the things that have to be changed for elderly people uh, to, make, uh, to allow them to use a bathtub and, 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 and a shower and these things. Uh, but also travel, uh, travel services, a company travel, for example, that's a big business in Germany right now. It's a growing business, uh, financial, dedicated special financial offerings for elderly people. If you think about a, a life insurance, for example, for somebody who is above 60, uh, that's a challenge for an insurance company to come up with something like that. Uh, food, specialized food that takes uh, care of the needs of uh, elderly who have uh, uh, different needs with regard to proteins and other things compared to substantially uh, younger people. Uh, yeah, um, drugs, of course, uh, uh, care robots and rehabilitation uh, things. And my examples I will show later uh, primarily fit into that uh, category here. Computers, software, peripherals, luxury goods, and things like lifelong learning here. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, in Germany, we have, uh, in, especially in remote areas, uh, the situation that uh, there is no longer young, sufficient young students uh, available uh, uh, to enter a university. And what happens is that these universities are trying to attract uh, 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 retired people yeah, and partly try to integrate them with younger students here, what is a big uh, challenge, of course. Uh, so this is these uh, broad categories, and what we see is, yes, there are uh, examples, there are some companies jumping on that, but as I said, we do not see here uh, really a, a, a big, 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 big uh, 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 thing happening. Um, yes, I said, Japan is aging, and we see that here in these figures, uh, very close to, to Germany, uh, as a matter of fact. And uh, um, uh, that is um, um, eventually an opportunity for companies and industry who are trying to, to, uh, to materialize uh, uh, this in the sense uh, uh, to offer products and services for, for, these, uh, for this huge group of, uh, of, of, of potential uh, clients. So uh, 
is that sufficient to uh, create a lead market here? So hmm, that's the question for tonight. What is a lead market? A lead market is a market of the first and broad application of a new design or a new product or a new technology. And um, so we see a typical S-shaped uh, 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 yeah, uh, curve here with regards to market penetration over time. That's uh, pretty much standard. But the interesting thing here is that this happens in a geographically uh, 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 concentrated uh, area uh, or in a country, for example, uh, first. And then what, what may happen or, or uh, 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 result out of that is that this design will then uh, be uh, taken up by uh, a leg market. Uh, that's the market that will follow that, uh, uh, that, yeah, that logic. And uh, eventually, uh, uh, um, then uh, uh, this will suppress, so to say, an initial preferred design in these leg markets here. So an, an example that, that is very famous was uh, is going back to the 1980s when uh, Telefax technology here was uh, firstly developed in Germany. Uh, in, uh, yeah, uh, that was going on basically between Siemens and the Deutsche uh, uh, Post. But it never really materialized as a market. Uh, but that market, and by that the lead market for Telefax technology, happened in Japan yeah, for a number of reasons. I do not have time now uh, to explain. But that was the big surprise. So what we observe here is that the market where something is developed is not necessarily also the market where something is firstly widely used here. Yeah? So and in my hypothesis here is that, well, if Japan is aging so dramatically, if there is this vast, I mean, uh, a future group of clients, of clientele here in a certain age group, then this should consequently result in the emergence of products and uh, uh, applications of, of products, of age-based products, and by that in a lead market here. So uh, the lead market theory as such is not also not new. Uh, this is going back to work of uh, uh, different people. Uh, and uh, there was one German uh, uh, researcher who has done probably pioneering work here in this field, Marian Beise, who, by the way, is today a professor at uh, the uh, Asia-Pacific University, um, uh, the Ritsumeikan Asia-Pacific uh, University. And um, yeah, and uh, he all, I mean, what he did in his research, he was basically looking into the determinants on, into the factors that constitute a lead market. And this is uh, things like uh, price and cost advantages that uh, companies or industries in a country can uh, specifically address or materialize. Uh, the demand advantage is such. So what we see here with regard to that upcoming market of, of elderly might be uh, a huge demand advantage here of Japan. Uh, then an export advantage, so the country is connected uh, with others and uh, uh, has opportunities to deliver things, for example, into leg markets that will then take up uh, uh, slightly later here. Uh, a transfer advantage here and uh, what is called the market, market structure advantage that has something to do with what's going on in industries in a country, for example, the, the in, uh, industry in, internal competition here. Uh, 
So and Beise and these people basically say if all these factors are positive here in the sense that they will support the emergence of that lead market, then the chances that we will uh, see and observe a lead market are, are given. So the question here is, uh, how does that look here with regard to Japan and with regard to these age-based products here? Can we, can we observe something? Can we see here something here? Yeah? And in order to, to, to clarify that a little bit more, I would now like to look into uh, 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 first uh, some general uh, developments and then uh, further on into a number of uh, uh, examples that will hopefully make this concept a little bit more clear. So in general, if we look at the demand advantage here, and I'm starting to repeat myself here, uh, obviously, uh, yes, uh, uh, Japan's population will continue to age faster than the world's average, and we will, and that uh, also resulted in uh, uh, the highest population share uh, uh, aged 65 and above compared with others, and uh, that per se uh, may constitute uh, a huge market here. Yeah? So that, looking at this demand ef uh, effect or factor, uh, is already, uh, seems to be uh, more or less given here. Yeah? If we look at, for example, uh, uh, the uh, available income, uh, or better here because we are dealing with people who have been already uh, sent home by their employees, uh, uh, the other uh, pensions, then uh, we can uh, observe that Japan is not highest uh, here with regard to pensions, uh, but it's not so bad. Uh, uh, so there seems to be money available, yeah? Even if uh, um, this, the income gap or the gap between the incomes, the available incomes and the pensions are uh, quite high here, we, it would, we could expect because of the sheer volume here of, of uh, future pensioners, uh, uh, so to say, uh, uh, that uh, there would be enough and sufficient money available to spend for products that better serve, so to say, the specific needs of these elderly here. Yeah? Um, then with regard to this expert advantage, uh, we know uh, Japan is uh, a high exporter, is the fourth largest exporter in the world, uh, as a matter of fact, and by that has access to many potential lag markets in the world. Yeah. And that has worked very nicely with many, many, many products in, uh, uh, in the automotive uh, field up going to... Uh, to electronics, why shouldn't it work here with uh, uh, products that specifically address needs of elderly here? Yeah? And uh, because of time here uh, and time uh, limits here, I, 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 I speed up here a little bit and, and I would say when we look at all these factors here, uh, the uh, uh, lead market factors here, so uh, with eventually this exception of market structures, because Japan is not really famous for for uh, high founding uh, fund, uh, founding of startups and these things, and 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 more for the Carazzo struct industry structure compared to strong inter uh, industry competition. So, but for the other factors, we would say, well, this seems to be very positive here, yeah, with regard to price, advantage, demand, transfer, export advantage. So Japan should be in a very very good position here to benefit from uh, these lead market uh, effects. So let's look at a number of examples and, 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 and try to 
uh, to verify that, at least with a very, very small sample, in a, in a, in at least in a certain uh, given uh, product category. Uh, what I will do is here, as I said, I will look at, uh, uh, first of all, four examples here from uh, the area of um, yeah, things like mental support, mobility, rehab support, but also telecom, uh, phones, and uh, a speci special device, uh, uh, the uh, uh, MySpoon uh, project that was uh, launched by SECOM a couple of years ago. And then let's see further here. Yeah? So, are you f I guess you are familiar with Paro. I guess everybody today knows that. And that's an interesting thing. Uh, it's going back uh, 12 years, in, uh, and uh, it, 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 I think it's a successful story in the meantime. Yeah? Uh, it's, uh, it's this little uh, uh, seal robot uh, is meant to interact with users here, reducing stress, stimulating interaction between users and caregivers, and by that, uh, creating relaxation for especially uh, mentally uh, uh, yeah, disturbed people or people with uh, suffering from dementia here. And uh, uh, this uh, is, I think, a quite a good example here for elite market because, first of all, we can see that at least two of these factors, uh, namely the demand advantage and the transferred advantage, played a major role here in the success story of this thing. And uh, uh, the whole thing started uh, in Japan with regards to when we just look at the sales figures here. Uh, so the implementation here uh, 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 worked out very quite nicely here in Japan. But what happened then is uh, that other countries, uh, uh, first of all Denmark, then the United States, then the Netherlands and Ger Germany recently took over here and, and adopted that technology. And we can very nicely uh, mirror that development with what was going on in these respective countries with regard to accreditations and uh, the approvals that were necessary to, to, to do so. So uh, I think this is a, quite a good example, although it's a niche, it's a very small niche, it's a very specific thing here, but it shows that it is possible here to come up with something here uh, and uh, to step-by-step uh, step systematically, so to say, explore the world uh, here, uh, in this case Europe, first of all, here for, uh, the, uh, for uh, further applications of that here. So Paro, I think, is, uh, is in, in itself, I think, a pretty good example for, for that elite market uh, in this specific area can, can work out here. Then the other thing, and I, I'm pretty sure that most of you have seen that here, that's another product that is uh, uh, coming from that field. Yeah? It's, of course, a, a different story here, but, but it's, it has to do with rehabilitation and, and uh, physical uh, uh, care. Uh, is the whole, uh, uh, the so-called whole suit, uh, having been, uh, that was developed uh, by Professor Sanka and his team at Scuba University uh, some time back in time, uh, and is, uh, has been recently uh, marketed or is being marketed by, by uh, Cyberdyne, a private company, and then there is uh, uh, other investors behind that, uh, uh, larger investors, uh, uh, and we, similar to the PARO, uh, we see here 
that uh, and we analyze that case that here are also demand advantages and transfer advantages played a, a role um, with uh, but there is if we look a little bit closer at this thing here there is there is a difference uh, compared to this power story because um, this uh, product here uh, was uh, um, recently uh, um, uh, uh, accredited here in, 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 in Europe, in Germany, before Japan. And that's the interesting uh, part with regard uh, 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 as, a, um, um, as a medical device. So here in Japan, it is still only in brackets uh, uh, accredited as a welfare device here. And that's an issue here in marketing this thing here or in penetrating the market and implementing that technology, for example, in hospitals and uh, rehab centers. Uh, so Germany and the, uh, the cooperation with Germany here uh, played a, a significant role here. Uh, but with regard to uh, the, so to say, the exploration of the market, it's again a similar story uh, uh, like the uh, like Paro, uh, and I think today in Japan we we heard the figure yesterday. I think it's close to 500 units being used in rehabilitation centers. Yeah, and. Uh, 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 but also now uh, in, in, in Germany they are uh, using that technology on a, on a much smaller scale but it's, 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 it's a very promising thing and it looks like here again uh, we are dealing with a typical lead market development here yeah? uh, 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 with a technology that has been originally developed here uh, for uh, certain applications and then uh, the rollout so to say here uh, uh, slightly later. Uh, a third example, that's a different story here, that's the uh, Raku Raku phone. Uh, uh, a very different story. Uh, the idea of that, and this is uh, uh, also going back to the end of the 1990s already, uh, to come up with a simplified uh, mobile phone uh, uh, based on principle of universal design that basically means to, to have something or in this case a phone available that can be used by everybody including elderly here yeah and uh, this was first started uh, as an uh, a thing between Panasonic and entity Docomo and then later on uh, uh, was uh, implemented uh, by by Fujitsu and since then has been uh, developed quite nicely if we just look at what at the different product generations that the market has seen here since the uh, uh, late, late 1990s here, uh, recently or more recently, uh, they, um, there, there was a smartphone uh, version introduced in 2012. And interestingly, uh, and it took a very long time, uh, but interestingly, in 2013, there is a first uh, uh, foreign market uh, entry uh, here in this ca case in France, where uh, uh, this uh, 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 technology as such, or this uh, product here was firstly introduced outside Japan here. And in this case, it was France. It's, so it's not Denmark, it's not Germany. In this case, it's France. So, and, uh, um, 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 so here it also seems uh, that we are dealing with, with a lead market uh, thing here. Uh, the time horizon is, is, is 
pretty long if we think about, I mean, how fast, specifically in that industry, uh, things are changing in, 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 in the rapid, so to say, uh, uh, product and, and uh, uh, product change uh, that, that is happening. But it, it, in any case, uh, now this uh, has, has, has entered uh, uh, Europe. Uh, last example here uh, um, is uh, something very specific. specific. I'm, I'm sure not so many of you have seen this thing here. Uh, it's uh, interestingly uh, it developed uh, by SECOM, and SECOM is, is, an, is a company that has, in general, nothing to do with uh, with with this kind of uh, with these kind of technologies or products, it's a, it's a security uh, a big security company as you, as you uh, might know. Uh, but this thing here is a little robot that was developed uh, to feed people here. Yeah, uh, obviously people who are no longer or who who have never been in the position to feed themselves, and uh, uh, it's. Um, um, it's going back. I mean, it has a it has a history, a development history of over ten years. Uh, it works quite fine, actually. I've used it myself. This thing uh, um, some time ago, and but it worked. And uh, it's uh, it it was uh, for a long time only available in in Japan. Uh, but they have uh, a couple of years ago started to to market it in Europe, but. I mean, to be honest, that was not very successful, again, for, for a couple of reasons. One very obvious reason is, and that might sound a little bit funny for you, but, but I mean, it's, uh, it's, um, it's like it is. I mean, this here is a bento box thing here. So here everybody is used to a bento box, but uh, that's not the case outside Japan. And if you are using that with a normal plate, then what happens is you are just moving the food from the plate, <laughs> but unfortunately, it will not end in your mouth. So, and that's a that's a, um, a cultural issue here. Yeah, that 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 was turned out to be a major issue here in implementing that technology outside Japan. Uh, it never really took up uh, the way it uh, it was uh, the company hoped. Uh, that certainly has also to do with the price, four thousand dollars. Uh, per piece, and that was already highly subsidized by SECOM. Uh, a lot of money here, and that kept uh, probably many people away from 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 uh, using this thing. Beside the stigmatization uh, that that um, may, at least some people might feel by when using this thing here. Yeah. So uh, that is uh, uh, not such a at least successful example for for a lead market here. So, but what we can see here is in this, uh, uh, we, we see a certain product categories, product areas, where uh, Japan is pretty active, yeah, and that is primarily in these areas that I have shown. Um, and uh, here uh, it seems to work, yeah, more or less uh, with regard to Paro and Hal. I think this is pretty successful, very promising, yeah. Uh, the uh, telecom uh, Raku Raku phone thing is also very promising. It's for me as an European, it, it has always been a surprise why Japan was not much more aggressively promoting uh, cell phones outside Japan because the designs are fantastic and everybody I'm talking to who is coming over says, "Well, well, where, where can we get that?" So that's. But this might have uh, to do with uh, um, things I, I'm just not aware of. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, what, what are, so to say, f a couple of first conclusions here? Yeah. Uh, yes, there is a need uh, and a growing market for these age-based innovations. And I think there is plenty of room for age-dedicated products and services. And for me, it's very surprising to see how little the Japanese industry so far has been making out of that. Yeah? Yes, we see these very specialized niche areas and products, but we don't see a big rollout, so to say, here across uh, 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 all these industries I mentioned in the, in the, in the first place here. Yeah? Uh, lead markets and leg markets exist. Uh, some countries adopt age-based innovations uh, coming from Japan more rapidly than others. It's interesting to observe here that in the case of these three uh, products I presented, it's three different countries here. Yeah. Germany, Denmark, and France, surprisingly. Yeah? So uh, there seems to be uh, something like a very specific relationship here, an interaction between these lead, the lead market and certain lag markets with regards to the necessities or the characteristics of certain products here. Yeah? And that is, of course, important to know in advance before uh, a company starts to think about uh, rolling out a product uh, globally and internationally. Uh, Japan offers good conditions to become a lead market, uh, but there are these many uh, untapped fields, what is, as I said, difficult for me to, to, to uh, understand. Um, however, in order to capture this potential, Japanese age-based innovations need also uh, to consider the needs, preferences, and external conditions for, uh, in, in, for in these foreign markets, especially lag markets. Uh, making products and services more exportable. And this year might be something where Japanese companies have uh, probably to struggle a bit more compared to uh, US or uh, European companies that are uh, in many cases much deeper in these markets. Yeah, For example, with an application uh, engineering design office or whatever, that's not the way Japan has worked, and the question is uh, here, does uh, that have to change? I, I would think so, yeah? So with regard to products that need to go through extensive approval and accreditation, Japan should collaborate internationally in order to get products into the market and build up a certain level of pressure on the domestic approval agencies. We have seen that uh, this whole thing has firstly been approved in Germany now, in a lag market, so to say here, yeah, it uh, they are still f struggling here with the Japanese approval agencies here, yeah, and uh, but uh, getting this thing approved outside Japan uh, that, for example, would fulfill the VT WTO approvals, then might build up an an, an, uh, an additional pressure here on the Japanese approval agencies. Eventually, maybe that's a strategy here, and I would think that when if Professor Sankai would be here. Uh, tonight, then we would have an interesting discussion with him on that because he had uh, certainly uh, uh, thought a lot about uh, moving to Germany uh, first now with uh, with this thing and to get this approval over there first. So um, yes, uh, so can we give an answer on the on the initial question? Is lead, Japan a lead market? Yes, I would say yes with regard to at least uh, certain areas and so, but. Uh, there are many other products uh, that are relate to age, uh, uh, aged people that have been developed completely 
out, I mean, without Japan. If we, for example, at, uh, think at that here, indoor uh, stair lifts, that's a technology, that's a thing that has been originally developed in the US. It's a kind of a booming market in Europe, yeah, and in the US. It's not taking place in Japan that much, and there is no Japanese company involved in, in that kind of technology and development, yeah. So it's ThyssenKrupp here in Japan that is doing business in that field, but it's not Mitsubishi, and it's not the Japanese companies. And the question is why? Why not? I mean, is that not interesting here? Or this here, uh, the uh, rollator walkers, yeah, uh, originally developed by uh, a Swedish lady, uh, a typical user innovation thing. She could not walk, and she came up with this thing uh, uh, to serve her own personal need, and from that original user innovation, a huge market uh, 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 developed. But uh, being around here for four weeks and running uh, through the streets, looking for these things, uh, I haven't seen that many, actually. They are not around. What you see is much smaller devices and sometimes things that people uh, uh, use only by, with one hand. I have seen these things. But you don't see the rollators, yeah, the walkers. Yeah? It's a huge market. If we look at the figures, yeah, it's 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 big, 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 and we again here we see that in this case Sweden was the lead market. We see it in the figures, and then later other markets, including Germany, Germany came after here. But are are it's a it's a big thing. It doesn't happen in Japan. So a question again: Why? Why is that not not happening here? Yeah. Or a totally different uh, uh, product from uh, from the financial world, reverse mortgages. Yeah, uh, a product that was originally developed in uh, the U.S., but the lead market then uh, uh, turned out to be the U.K. and it really took up here off here. That's an interesting thing here. It's not existing in Japan, not at all. Yeah, it's not something that uh, that would be here offered by any banks. It's not just not existing. Yeah. If we think, I mean, how rich uh, Japanese people are and how many uh, private property belong to the uh, to uh, uh, people uh, who might even not have children to inherit their 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 properties too, yeah, it's a question mark for me. Yeah. So um, yes, that's uh, but that's just an observation. So what can we uh, eventually learn, or what can what can what kind of recommendations could I give here eventually to uh, to companies and firms that are interested in that here and, and would would like to to benefit from that here uh, uh, and I've organized it along these uh, lead market factors again a little bit and it's just a couple of ideas here yes with regard to price cost advantage we have or companies have to think about the robustness of their value proposition in other countries with different structures, including cost structures here. Yeah? So in the case of, 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 of Hall, that's again very specific because this is so expensive, this is so out of reach here that, that this is not uh, right now uh, so important, but it will become important. And talking to Meti and NATO people just recently, what we learned is that there is this absolute must this, that the technology itself has to be created much, 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 much cheaper yeah, because otherwise it will never get out of this uh, state subsidized systems here. Yeah? So are there eventually markets and areas where uh, a, a company could even benefit from, from more 
uh, from better uh, cost and uh, cost uh, positions of of an existing industry here. Uh, so uh, that's uh, certainly a question a company has to find an answer for. Uh, and then the other way around, uh, is the innovation viable in even in smaller markets where, where we, we, do, we, we do not observe uh, uh, lot mar much potential for, e for economies of scale and these things? Yeah. Uh, with regard to demand advantage, uh, does the innovation change the environment here and how will it be perceived in other countries with different cultures? Coming back to my, the mines, my spoon story, this seemed to work quite fine here in Japan here, but for, for the reasons I tried to explain it, it d didn't work out at all in Europe. So a different context, a different situation, uh, people would just not, not, not like to, uh, to accept this thing here. Yeah? It has to be thought about before entering these markets, obviously. Um, are there already potentially uh, competing local solutions in, in these other countries that, 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 that might hinder, so to say, the implementation and the rollout of, of, of these solutions in these markets? Uh, uh, as I said, in the field of age-based solutions, right now there's not so much going on. So right now there's plenty of opportunities for anybody, but this will probably change yeah, sooner or later. Uh, transfer advantage, is Japan perceived as a global pay player in the respective uh, innovation or technology category? I would say with regard to uh, um, uh, robotics, clearly yes. So that's a big advantage. And we have seen, I mean, Paro and Hall are ro robots here. here, And that uh, is a very convincing argument here in implementing that kind of technology outside of Japan. Yeah, Japan is perceived as the leading market for robotics. But still, but Korea is pretty strong, yeah. So that might also change quite early here. Yeah. Um, are Japanese innovation designs perceived as very Japanese, uh, Japan specific, or do they incorporate needs and preferences from other countries too? Uh, that needs to be. Um, researched by companies who are trying to tap into these markets very carefully before, because otherwise they, they just might find out too late here. Yeah? yeah, do we have a strong export orientation here in the company at all? If companies have never done any business outside Japan, it's probably very difficult uh, to move anything here into another country. I mean, that does not even have anything to do with the idea of elite markets. That's a very general thing, but it, it, it is also valid here, of course. Um, how well do we know these other markets? Do we understand the end customers and needs there? Do we think uh, we are ripe here, so to say, to enter these markets? Are we pre organizationally prepared uh, uh, to do these things? Uh, uh, do we need to come up with a local engin application engineering thing in the respective markets? Yeah, probably yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, I think I, I skipped the last questions, and uh, my time is pretty much over, by the way, and I would propose that we, we talk a bit about that and we discuss, enter a discussion here. Yeah.